getting ready for the Cavs and Wizards tonight. How big of an overreaction is it going to be if the Cavs win tonight? What's weird, the line's down down to one. And you are... You, that, of, to me, that tells me Mitchell's probably not going to play. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that if Mitchell didn't play, in my own head, I'd be more likely to take the Cavs on the money line? Even though you do- totally just gave me like this really expansive money uh Well, I'm just telling parlay. you what, what the public would think. They'd see one of the Cavs' best players out. They mm-hmm. would say, okay, we're, we're going to take the Wizards. Or they're at home, right? Mm-hmm. Porzingis is still playing. He's back healthy now. Bradley Beal's questionable. He's probably not going to go. Probably not going to go. Uh, so we'll have more on the Cavs here throughout today's uh, show. It's not the final hour of the show, of course. Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin coming up in one hour. But we just played some Zach Jackson uh, audio from when he joined us our, our show earlier about Joe Woods getting the job in New Orleans. Another thing that he said, and I think this one might ruffle a little bit more, uh, a few more feathers here in town. We we started having the conversation about Jedrick Wills and whether he would remain the Browns' starting left tackle in 2023. Zach went farther. He's certainly going to be here next year, and I think they're going to pick it up for 24. I, I really think they are. So did he have some moments where he clearly struggled? Yes. But do they feel like, I think, from talking to people, that, that he's on a pretty good track, he'll become a good player? Yes, he's a talented guy. He was not super consistent last year with the injuries and this year. But you know they're invested in this O-line. They went and gave Conk on that extension because they were afraid someone else was going to pay them way more than they wanted to, right? They're locked into Batonio and Teller on deals they did over over a year ago, you know, for at least one more year. So the center, Ethan Pochick, is is a big one they're going to have to spend to get him. I mean, I think he played for $1.2 million last year, and he's going to triple or quadruple that um, at least, you know, based on the way he played. But I think Jedrick Wills is going to be the left tackle here for a while. And one of the reasons, Dustin, is offensive tackle is one of those spots that you have to find in the first two rounds. And the Browns have two more drafts without a first-rounder, and they have screaming needs on the defensive line and a wide receiver. So when you hear that Jedrick Wills will not only be the left tackle next year, but that it's likely the Browns pick up his 2024 option, the fifth-year player option, uh, which would – now that happens after the draft, but that ensures he's here for the next two years. God, that's scary as hell. Yeah, I – It's so I, I'm king of the two things can be true, right? I think it can be true that Jedrick Wills, as the former 10th pick in the NFL draft, can be massively underwhelming. And the second thing that can be true is it's really hard to upgrade off him right now, given the Browns' assets uh, financially and draft collateral. And, you know, everything that we've said about JOK, everything that we've said about uh, Greg Newsom, I think you can say about Jedrick Wills. He has been a better player than he was this last year. And the only thing, that's, the only thing that really concerns me is guaranteeing him that fifth year. Because of the effort. It's the only thing. If it's about performance, I can see, you know what? Performance ebbs and flows. He's a young guy. There's a lot of reasons why he might have struggled. Uh, you know, he didn't have the same center all season long. I do think that matters to how tackles and guards play. Because centers, I think, the linchpin of the offensive line. Yeah. All of those excuses I could give you until the effort. His effort in, in all the different... Twitter threads of him giving up on plays or not following through or or just not playing hard enough. That's the thing that scares me with the 2024 option, not necessarily even just, well, he played like Dookie this year. 
I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I mean, I, I think the guy is probably playing out of position, frankly. I think they should give him a shot at right tackle. He's mm-hmm. never really played left tackle until he got to the league, a little bit in college, minimally. But I think he's athletic. I think he's got the ability to play in this league for a long time. I just don't know if left tackle is his position. That might and be- the effort thing, I, it's hard to say. I mean, I'll watch him every snap. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do see, like, clips of it, and you're like, man, that's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the risk if you're the Browns. It, next year, at this time, you could be looking to replace Jedrick altogether. Because and I don't... it sinks, because he was a first-round pick. Well, in, in Conklin, um, still probably going to be under contract, so you wouldn't have a place to move him because of that extension. But let's be real. There was no way the Browns could upgrade on him this offseason. Right? You're not going to spend the second pick, uh, your second round pick on a left tackle. Um, Cody Mock, probably not going to be there. Right. Um, Broderick Jones, probably not going to be there. The kid out of Georgia. So, like, you were, you would, if you were planning on upgrading on, on Jedrick in the draft, you're, you're effectively hoping for luck because that's what you would need. Right. But let's say you wanted to spend a fifth rounder on a draft and develop guy. Okay. You're still under the guise that that guy's going to turn into that guy. You always are hopeful with your draft picks, but you can't bet on it. So where are you going to get him? In free agency? Well, you don't have, what, you want to spend $75 million guaranteed on a franchise left tackle when you have defensive end and defensive tackle issues, when you apparently need 17 more wide receivers (laughs) and a starting safety? Okay, are you going to trade for him? All right, well, now it comes back to the draft pick conundrum. And by the way, the left tackles who can be premier left tackles in that's that costs you a first round. So it's not that I'm sitting here going, "Yay, Jedrick Wills, fourth year, fifth year." But if you're the Cleveland Browns, I absolutely understand that you've expended as much resources as you can on the offensive line, your starting O-line. And you might have to make do with Jedrick Wills for a couple years while you build out the rest of your roster. Will it work? No idea. Is it a gamble? Yep. It might be the most palatable gamble they could take rather than, ah, let's see if Perry and Winfrey and Jordan Elliott can be your starting defensive tackles next year. It's a risk. I'm scared to death to see what they're going to do. I mean, I I, want to trust that they're going to make the right moves, but there's so many moves that need to be made. Mm -hmm. It seems like, from Zach's perspective, that they're not willing to give up on, on Wills at left tackle. And it... Uh, what was surprise? It wasn't just surprising that they're going to pick it up because I had felt like even last year, at the darkest moment of last year, I thought picking up the option always made sense given everything we just laid out. What was interesting is how Zach made it seem like it was like it, not even a thought. Yeah, like oh no, because Zach even pointed out when we talked with him, the NFL off season. Here's plan one. Here's plan two. Here's plan three with contingencies. Here's plan four. Right. Like, because there were so many variables and because free agency and the draft come first, there's so many things that can fall in line and or fall out of line that it totally makes sense that in several of the plans the Browns would have for this offseason, that Jedrick not only gets next year, but also gets the option picked up. The idea that it seems like all I, of them... I think the idea is he could be gone after next year, not that his option's going to get picked up. Yeah, I, 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 the idea that there aren't scenarios where that makes sense, I don't want to say concerning, because it's all concerning. You were 7-10 last year. 
everything's concerning when you're seven and ten. But it's almost like rewarding Jedrick with that fifth year option. Right. And by the way, there's a really smart gamble in there. If he bounces back this year, the fifth year option, he'll look like a song. It'll look like an absolute steal. The other half of that gamble is if he doesn't, you're going to be on the hook for 15, 16, 17 million dollars. Oh, and you're still going to have other needs. And oh, you're still going to need a left tackle. You still need the left tackle you're paying for. I totally get the decision. It's probably the gamble that you're most comfortable making. Doesn't mean it's not a gamble. 216-578-0092. So Zach Jackson said that not only will Jedrick Wills be the starting left tackle next year, but that the Browns, I mean, he seemed like it's a, it's, it's just, we're just waiting on the, the deadline to pick it up, but that the Browns will be picking up the fifth year option on Jedrick Wills. Uh, are you comfortable with that move? We do have some NBA uh, news to pass along here. Bradley Beal officially out for tonight. Has okay. the line moved? The, uh, the line's kind of scared me in that game. I that was baked in, dude. If that's so, that scares me even more. Hang on. Tommy, real quick, buddy. What, what, what line you got is now us? off, by the way. Mm. Real, real quick. Okay. Just back to Joe Woods, okay? Joe Woods had trouble fitting the people into the scheme. And wasn't adept at filling the people, the guys replacing the players into the scheme. Schwartz will play the players who fit the scheme. You know what I'm trying to say? And a little bit of blame has to go on Barry. He needs to fill Schwartz's scheme. Schwartz was an ex-head coach. He knows the whole dynamic. Woods wasn't there. Woods was, was a defensive back coach. Then he became a coordinator. And he wasn't adept. Of fit. I mean, Tommy Togiai and Perry on Winfrey, blue. I mean, we need good interior linemen. That's the bottom line. And Schwartz is going to handle that. Um, real quick on that, I don't think it's fair to say that about Perry and Winfrey. I actually, I, I thought he flashed a couple times, Tommy, but the to the Togi I think's fair. You're a 330 pound nose tackle, and you didn't stop the run. Like I've already lived through one Danny Shelton. I don't need to live through a second Danny Shelton. But I, you know what? Maybe that's the biggest concern. Bill Callahan's known to be. If not the best offensive line coach, maybe that goes to Stoutland, the guy in Philly. If if Bill Callahan isn't the best O-line coach in the NFL, then he's the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth best. He is an elite coach. He's the one coach everybody knows and everybody feels good about. I'm a little worried that maybe his style doesn't work for Jedrick. Like you saw with Some Austin, guys need to be coached a little bit differently. Well, you saw Austin Corbett. Austin Corbett's a guy that came in here, and I believe Bill Callahan was the offensive uh, uh, O-line coach. If I'm wrong, you can correct me. And Nick Wilson says it's happened before. But he didn't fit with the offensive line coach personality-wise. Right. He turned around, went to L.A., and became one of the best right guards in the NFL. He continues to be one of the best right guards in the NFL in Carolina now that he's signed there. There is a part of me because of Bill's style that does leave He's you know, a little rigid now. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, are the Browns looking at this and saying, all he's right. Not, he's not Bob Wiley. He's no hut. He's no king of the hut, 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 hut. Like, I got a pretty good front shelf here. I don't have No, a, you don't, don't have a Wiley shelf. I don't have a Wiley shelf. We're, like, just making, um, making a noise. Makes it just, and it wasn't jiggle. It, it, I don't even know it, how to it, say it, was, it. If you were to punch him in the stomach, you'd hurt your fist. Yeah. 
I don't know why you'd punch Bob Wiley in no, the stomach, but I'm it was just, a really saying, good that's prison. How, that's how hard yeah. his stomach is. Uh, also, uh, Bill Callahan was not here when Corbett was here. I can't remember who that guy was. Oh, James Campen. Ironically, do you know where James Campen is now? Carolina? Carolina with Austin Corbett. 216-578-0092. Zach Jackson joined us earlier, and he talked about the Jedrick Wills conundrum that not only is he going to be the starting left tackle next year, but that means the fifth-year option for 2024 will be picked up. How concerning is left tackle for you moving forward? 